The Take Action podcast series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hi, this is Jason Smith. Uh, Welcome and thanks for joining us. I have a special guest this month of uh, Don Chamberlain, who uh, is a good friend uh, of mine and really the subject matter expert on Social Security planning. So actually, uh, welcome, Don. Thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, I'm happy to do it, Jason. Love to have an opportunity to share with everybody. So I'm. Uh, this is pretty neat because uh, I'm doing a no, new marketing plan that actually Don introduced to me, where we're doing uh, uh, workshops at the local college for adult education. And ironically enough, it just kind of lined up that when we were uh, planning to do this uh, podcast, um, we uh, I also had a social security class that we had to teach um, about the uh, uh, well a college class that we're teaching about. Social Security literally in two hours from now. So the last week I've been doing all this studying up and and just making sure I know this thing inside and out and spending a ton of time with Don interviewing him and reading all kinds of articles and man I tell you what this thing was a lot more complex than I thought it would be. It took me a while to really wrap my mind around um, restricted applications and you know, deemed filing and all the language, file and suspend and how to use the different strategies and what was going away when and phase out periods for different ages. I mean, it, it's a lot more complex than I thought it was. So um, I figured I definitely wanted to bring the uh, the guru on the line, uh, Don Chamberlain, and, and ask him some questions, not just about, you know, how things are changing. We're going to talk about that. But I also want to talk about just some of the benefits and how uh, Don has been utilizing Social Security for uh, the last few years in, in his uh, financial services practices practice. Uh, I know I have a few advisors, uh, three actually, that in my individual practice that have really studied up and become gurus on uh, Social Security planning. Um, now I feel like I know it pretty well, uh, and I better. I'm going to teach a class in two hours from now. Um, but I just want to talk to Don about, uh, because this has really made a positive impact, I know, in your individual business. You know, Don, how did you uh, get involved uh, being, uh, you know, a Social Security advisor? Well, my background really was I started building my business uh, as an independent advisor. I'd been a stockbroker for many years prior to that in 2002 based on doing uh, public seminars at restaurants and uh, that worked very well until about 2010 to 2011 when it stopped working. And so uh, in the industry I I had heard that people were talking about doing seminars for social security topic and I was pretty skeptical because I knew the baby boomers weren't the same as the greatest generation people. They didn't necessarily want to go to dinner seminars. But for this particular topic so many baby boomers don't know what to do. There's so much information out there uh, that is contradictory. You can't find a good answer for yourself on the Internet. And, of course, 
what help is the government? <laughs> you know, very, very, very little. So um, what, I, what I did is I started and I, I actually went out and interviewed several different sources that have, you know, Social Security PowerPoint presentations, resources to do calculations and calculators and things of that nature and kind of put together my own little system for what I wanted to do and just started about two and a half years ago doing Social Security workshops and we're getting uh, really incredible responses from these. We're finding we're actually getting higher net worth people that came to our old uh, seminars when we used to do just the general retirement planning seminars for the Grace Generation people and it's been very, very effective uh, for us in our practice, Jason. You know, you mentioned, Don, the government not knowing what they're talking about. The funny thing is my wife, Holly, that you know very well, she um, right. worked for Social Security for nine years as an insurance rep. She actually was the person who sat down and helped people decide how to get their benefits. And she's seen what we've been doing, you know, uh, with social security right. planning out of our yeah. office and you and everything. And she just, we actually looked back and we made a we made a pretty big mistake when it came to her parents and how they filed their social security. They could have literally got, it was like thirty to fifty thousand dollars based on life expectancy that they would have got more. And they don't have a lot of money. They're blue collar people if we would have actually did the right strategy. And so it's a good example of her, their, their daughter who walked them through the process, my wife, was not trained by Social Security to understand how to take the, the right benefits to maximize that, you know, the benefits. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing because I'll, I'll ask a client when they come into the office, I'll ask them, if you call Social Security and ask the same question to three different people, how many answers do you think you're going to get? And they obviously always say, we'll get three different answers. And I, I've seen many times when people come in and they realize after going through the workshop that they did the wrong thing. Now, we, you can't change that if you do it within the first year now. You used to be able to, you know, pretty much any time up to age 70, but if within the first year, the first 12 months of taking that, uh, you you can change to a different strategy, and I've had people come in. They say, "I just started claiming about six months ago. Well, I, after what you've told me this and taught me this, I'm going to go back to the Social Security Administration, pay back that six months of Social Security, and then get it started on this claiming strategy because, in the long run, this is going to be better for us as a married couple." Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been longer than a year for Holly's parents, but yeah, that's yeah, a great sorry point. about that. <laughs> 12, 12 months, yeah. Hey, um, uh, tell me a little bit, Don, how, you know, about, before we get into the meat of the changes, just tell me about by incorporating in Social Security planning uh, into your practice, you know, how has it changed your practice? Well, I've always tried to, you know, have more of like a holistic outlook on what we're doing. Uh, we do taxes in our practice. Uh, we also have uh, attorneys that will come in and help people to get their estate in order and things like that, do their documents. And, and I talk to clients about that and, and how it affects their future that we can handle 
a lot of different things and bring things together so that they work in conjunction with each other. So I thought discussing Social Security, because that's a big part of the income formula for people when they're retired. If you're dealing with the average client um, out there today, uh, studies say that 38% of their income once they retire is going to come from Social Security. So I always talk about, you know, where, where's the other 62% going to come from to get the discussion going about income planning because they don't know. And, the, and, and if you ask a client, and I always ask them this when they come into the office, what is your number one concern heading into retirement? If I, if I asked you that question, what would you say? And they always say running out of money. So this kind of leads, Social Security leads very well into that discussion of how you can help them set up a plan going forward as an advisor to meet their needs and make sure that they don't have these fears in retirement of running out of money. Yeah. I mean, the truth of the matter is uh, Social Security is the best annuity ever. It's a lifetime income annuity with multiple different ways between a husband and wife that you can do all kinds of different strategies to maximize benefits based on life expectancy and you know, all kinds of different variables. But I mean, it's uh, it's really an annuity is what it is. It, it really is, but what people look at it as is it's my annuity and your annuity. And so, like, I, I kept clients come in and they say, well, she's going to take it then and I'm going to take it now. And they don't coordinate, whereas there's power in coordinating when you take the benefits to optimize it. But when you explain that to people in layman's term so that they can understand it, a light bulb goes on in their head. You mean if we talked about how we're going to do this together in conjunction with taking our benefits, we can actually get more. They finally figure it out. They don't understand that, that you know, they need to put their heads together and do that normally. Normally they just want to make independent decisions. And when you put it together, now, now you're really planning for them. That leads into the other discussions about planning more for them as an advisor. Right. And, I, and that's a great segue. Let's, let's talk about the planning aspect of things. Let's talk about... Um, you know, right now, I mean, back in uh, in November, um, the uh, you know the budget bill was signed, and there were there were two major uh, changes to the strategies that are available. Yes, yeah. um, is that correct, Doug? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I know file and suspend and restricted application. Those were the two major changes, and so. Um, you know, when it comes to file and suspend, uh, you know, that's going to be totally eliminated, right? A April 29th is it for file and suspend. And you that's have right. to be 66 years old by that date in order to be able to take advantage of that strategy of file and suspend. After that, you'll no longer be able to do file and suspend. Is that, that, that's how that works? That's correct. Uh, file and suspend was probably the most popular claiming strategy uh, of all of them. And the way that it basically works is you, you try to maximize the benefit of the highest earner, the highest Social Security amount that's going to be paid out. You maximize that because what ends up happening is when someone passes away, they get the larger check. And in most cases, this is affecting 
the woman because women's life expectancies are longer. They sometimes marry men that are older. So that's that's what you're that's what you're trying to do when you're thinking about the planning. So when it came to file and suspend, what the higher earner could do, the higher benefit, they could go in and at age 66 say, I'm going to file my application and immediately suspend it. This would allow their benefit to grow uh, between age 66. Now it's full retirement age and that's different based on when you were born, but for most people right now it's going to be 66 if they're claiming it. Um, so, and it can go up to age uh, 67 for some of the younger people, but we'll talk about 66 today. So at age 66 you file and suspend. That benefit's going to now grow at 8% per year plus whatever the inflation factor is. So recently the inflation factor is this year is zero, but last year it was 1.7, the year before 1.5, and over the last 30 years it's actually averaged about 2.7%. So that can be a substantial increase when you're getting to 8% per year plus the inflation factor, then what ends up happening is same time you do the file and suspend, the spouse goes in and says, I want to claim a spousal benefit on that higher amount. So they get half of whatever the higher amount was. So let's say the higher amount was $2,000 and the spouse's benefit was $800. Instead of taking the $800, that spouse could say, I'm going to take half of the $2,000 as a spousal benefit and I'll get that, they'll get that $1,000 every single year between 66 and 70, and then at age 70, the higher earner claims theirs, it's increased, and the spouse can come back, and if their spousal benefit is then, if their actually regular benefit is going to be higher, if, if they've gained the 8% plus inflation, that'll be higher than the spousal benefit, they could actually switch back to their regular benefit too. So, wow. this is, so this, yeah, this is something that government... Uh, they they stop uh, more planners getting involved like we are and talking about it, and they didn't want people talking about it, so. Right, right. So the gist of it is that um, you from this point forward, you're actually going to have to receive the benefits in order for your husband or wife to get the spousal benefits. You won't be able to file them to send and let your benefit grow, you're actually going to have to file and receive it in order for your spouse to claim. And That's correct. The That's the way they changed it. You can still do this. You can still do file and suspend, but you can't let it. You're going to have to take your benefit now with the changes. And, and one of the big reasons they changed this, Jason, is there was a little feature in the file and suspend that would allow uh, individuals to say, I'm going to let this benefit grow starting at 66, but, you know, later on, if they decided at 68 or 69, you know, I just I want to collect all those benefits in one lump sum that, that I didn't start getting at age 66, they would cut a check to them for tens of thousands of dollars that they didn't receive. So it's like a personal savings account. There was really no, if someone was about to pass away, they could do that, or if they had a, a an illness, they could get a lump sum check from, uh, the Social Security Administration on that. So you can still do that, but you can only get it for six months on, on any on any regular 
uh, benefit that you're going to claim. Got it. So file suspend goes away as long as you're is unless you're 66 by April 29th, then that option's totally gone. And the two yep. major effects are one being the the spouse being able to file suspend and have the other spouse claim. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. But that's the whole file and suspend going away. But in addition, the second thing you just said is they're eliminating basically retroactive unsuspending to be able to get the lump sum. Like if somebody right. files and suspends at 66, at 69 they have a terminal illness, they could retroactively go unsuspend the benefits and get a lump sum, in uh, that strategy basically is gone too. That's uh, correct. Got it, got it. Um, what did, uh, you know, why, why do you think the government decided to change this, particularly for the file and suspend? I mean, well, well they, the, the, reason, the reason they gave is they, they said that people, uh, the average American is not doing this, but the wealthy are taking advantage of it because they have advisors talking about it. And, and in fact, not, not very many people claim past for retirement age. I think the statistic is only 18% of the people claim after their for retirement age which in this case we're talking about at 66. So that's not a lot of people this is affecting in general, but people that were doing income planning and working with advisors, it's going to affect, it's going to affect, and it's going to affect what we can offer them. The biggest See, I would have, I'd have to challenge that thinking by the government. I mean, I mean, the reality of it is, is the middle class, you know, type of people who need this benefit the most, the wealthy people, I mean, whatever. They got plenty of money. This isn't as important to them. So I think they're actually closing loopholes for more of the middle class and who they're, it's going to affect. But I think you're. I think you're totally right because eventually, the word would get out because you know we're we're actually at this point uh, doing classes at colleges. Uh, we're doing email blasts to all of our clients and their friends to talk about this. So it's getting to the middle class. It's getting to everybody. Um, but the biggest issue is there's less income available to all Americans who are going to be getting Social Security in the future. So they need to really plan more with the existing income that they have to make sure it's going to last their whole life. And that's the issue with these changes. I had, I had a lot of uh, advisors calling me the first few weeks when they made these changes. Oh, we, you know, we can't do this education anymore, or it's, you know, it's going to be limited, and not many people. More people are coming <laughs> to these classes and to these workshops because what's ending up happening is they see the government's making it more confusing, and they need someone to help them sort it out. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And the reality of it is, in this competitive environment these days. So many other advisors are embracing and understanding and learning about Social Security planning. And here's the thing. It, honestly, it took me probably about eight to ten hours of studying to get me to the point where I feel like I'm fluent in it. I mean, I definitely understand it, and I can explain it to a client. So to not make that investment in the future of your business I think is silly because yeah. you're, oh, you're going to be competing against other advisors who are. It's sure quicker than picking up a foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Hey, um, 
What and it'll earn you a lot more money than picking up a foreign language too. Right, right. Um, well, what about restricted uh, applications? How how is that changing? Well, first of all, what is it? Yeah, sure. Um, restricted application is just another way of filing at age 66, where the uh, higher earner would go in and instead of doing a file and suspend, they would file a restricted application. That would again allow their benefit to grow at 8% per year plus inflation to age 70. Then what, what happens in that with the restricted application is the spouse is then able to file their benefit. So let's say the example that we had before, right? The larger benefit is 2000 The spouse, their Social Security benefit is $800. They restrict the application. That 2000 grows from 66 to 70 the, the spouse goes in, files for their $800. They get that check. And then the spouse that restricted their application that had the higher amount that's still growing goes in and files a spousal benefit on the spouse who's claiming. So that what that caused is an, another check to come to them for half of the $800, which is the spousal benefit, or $400. So they would totally get two checks, $800 and $400, total of $1,200 with that type of claiming strategy. So that one is actually knocked out. Uh, if you were um, age 62 by the end of December, so December 31st, 2015, you can still use that claiming strategy. So uh, what, what it means is it's going to be in effect until 2019. So the people that turn age 66 in 2019 will be able to use this strategy. So there's a lot of folks out there that don't know that this strategy is going away for them. And what we did initially was in December, we actually did an email blast out to all of our clients that we had in our database to, that fit into this age group of like 62 to 69 and saying, there's, some, there's these things are going away with Social Security, come in, and we actually got three brand new clients out of it that are decent sized clients just by doing, a, and I think we served pizza to them, you know, it, it wasn't any big dinner seminar or anything, and um, a very, very good way to get the word out to your clients. Yeah, I'm actually doing a direct mail piece out to everybody 62 to 69. It's dropping uh, here at the end of this week on Friday to do a last, you know, blast. That first, uh, we're looking at doing a couple workshops that first week in uh, April, first and second week in April, just to get those last low-hanging fruit of people who haven't taken action of listen. It's, you know, even though a lot of them, I think, are going to be better off with restricted application, the fact that the deadline's there on April 29th from a marketing aspect is a big opportunity right now. Right, you know, right. I think but, yeah, you don't yeah, really know. I think restricted application is still going to be a fine way of doing it uh, for those that fit into that age group. But you don't really know until you run it on the, on the software and compute it if, if restricted is going to be better or file and suspend. So those that have the opportunity to still look at file and suspend by the end of April we got to try and get them in. It's, it's more, more of an urgency for that than anything. 
So the gist of file and suspend is you're basically the higher one, the, the lower spouse, the lower spouse's income uh, for Social Security benefit eligibility, but the lower spouse is claiming after the, off of the higher spouse after the higher spouse suspends. The difference is with restricted application is the higher spouse is claiming off of the lower spouse, but the lower correct. spouse is actually receiving their benefits, not suspending them. Yeah, got it. For the most part, those are the popular strategies. Okay, perfect. So, Don, let's talk about marketing to this group. I had mentioned just because of the, the time sensitivity right now with things changing, you know, I'm, I'm doing a specific marketing right now, and I would advise anybody on listening to this, if you're doing a last blast, 60 to 69 is the group that you really, 62 to 69, is the group that you want to be going after right now. But going forward after this April 29th deadline, Don, tell me about the demographics or the general strategy when you're doing the Social Security marketing. That's the beauty of working with this topic of Social Security because we have a rather narrow group of people that we're talking to. It's, in general, when we started doing the Social Security workshops, we would market to people about age 58 to 65, but you could even narrow those ages down to age 60 to 63 or 64 if you have more people in your area to market to. And that's going to be, you can find that out based on talking to a marketing company that will give you zip code counts for each of the zip codes you want to mail to. The other thing that's great about doing it this way is you can put age, uh, both the age, the income, and also assets, if you like, in the equation to figure out people that will be good potential clients for your services. And that's the neat thing about marketing this way is we have a great, instead of like putting an ad in the paper or something like that where you're going out to all the masses, we have a tight focus here on our demographics and what we're marketing to. That's why we're seeing this being very successful. So doing the dinner seminars is a great way to do it. First step I always say is find the right restaurant, uh, do a few seminars there, test it out. Then you can find a second restaurant to do it in a different part of town, and you've got a marketing plan that can go, you know, probably for another 12, 13 years with all the baby boomers retiring. Uh, another thing that we do is the email blasts. Uh, doing email blasts to our clients, we can target the same type of age range, especially uh, with these changes happening, Jason, uh, we were able to send an email out to age 62 to 69, as I mentioned, at the end of the year, had very good success doing that and, and having some clients and converting more clients uh, to business. Uh, and then the third thing that we're doing is we're actually doing college classes. So last year we got into a couple local colleges and doing those classes is very, very effective because there's many people that won't go to dinner seminars, but they will go to college classes uh, because it's more of an educational nature and it's taught in a different way because we have workbooks, whereas at the, at the dinner workshops we don't. And this, this has been very, very good. So since I started this about two and a half years ago, about a year ago I actually got one of my junior advisors in the office involved, and he was doing the workshops for a while uh, at, at restaurants, 
having great success. Now he's actually doing college classes at one of the universities. And so it's a great way also to get other advisors involved in actually getting out in the community, educating the public, and letting them know what your company does. Uh, and, and helping uh, to get the word out for, for helping individuals in your own community. Yeah, that's a great point, Don. Like my individual practice, I have three advisors running Social Security uh, college classes and as well as um, the, uh, um, you know, the public workshops for dinner seminars. And um, it just creates so much activity for them. There's no right. doubt about it. Yeah. Um, what's up? What would you say the biggest challenge that you've had um, with uh, so implementing Social Security or challenges? Well, I think the biggest challenge we initially had, Jason, was uh, converting the people from the idea of Social Security only to the idea of income planning. And what most people teach in the industry is you end your workshop or your class or whatever by saying, we're going to give you a free Social Security report. Uh, what I found to happen when I did that was people did not any longer want to talk about planning their entire retirement or Social Security as a piece of their income puzzle. They just wanted a free Social Security report. It's free. I want it. So. Um, that's something that we cut out. We don't offer a free Social Security report to anyone. Uh, we don't mention it. Uh, we do give out uh, a couple uh, resources that we show them at the end of the workshop. We say these are resources. There's a book and there's also a tax guide that we give out to people and say when you come in and meet with us, we'll give you these resources. And they're things that are actually free to us. So. Uh, we give them to them when they come in, and that, that works much better because now we can really focus on the fact that Social Security is only a piece of their income. And I talk about that at the beginning of the workshop. At the end of the workshop, I tell them, this is what we're going to talk about when you come in. Social Security is only 38% on average of your income across the country. If you're a higher net worth person, it's, on average, it's only going to be 27% of your income. So when you come in, we're going to talk about how you're filling that gap. So by having that conversation with them, instead of saying, oh, you're going to get a, a free report, it's changed everything. Because I begin my appointments now with that same conversation. Remember how we talked about the Social Security only covers 38% of your income? That's what we're going to talk about today is where we're going to fill that other gap. So they're always on the right track now. And we also we used to have this thing that we called the pivot, where we had to pivot from social free social security report to uh, talking about doing financial advising for them. But we've eliminated the pivot. There's no pivot anymore. <laughs> so it, it works very, very well. Yeah. That's great. So Don, you know, tell us real quick a couple big you know, successes that you've had. Tell us about some successes you've had of implementing Social Security Consulting? Well, I, I actually had a, um, a trip planned uh, to go to New Zealand, and we were going to be gone for two weeks. Uh, this was at the end of January heading into February. And um, we were leaving on a Sunday. On Wednesday and Thursday, I had two classes planned. And these are just one-night classes on Social Security. 
at a local college. And um, so I really wanted to get some activity. So as soon as I got back into the office, I'd be able to meet with these people. And uh, for those two classes, we actually had 31 families or, or buying units. There were, so there were more people than that. We might have had 50 or 55 total. Uh, people, but 31 potential appointments. Uh, we got 21 appointments out of that. And remember, this was this was a Wednesday and a Thursday. Uh, three of those people wanted to come in and see me on Saturday, the day before I left for my trip to New Zealand. So, uh, it, it, and then having all these people come in afterward, it was very very exciting. I think we've already converted three or four of those people uh, to clients, and we're continuing to talk to more of them as we take them through our financial planning process. But uh, it's, just a, it's just a lot of fun uh, to do this, to know that you're educating people uh, in areas that they really, really need help. No one's helping them with this. Uh, their employer's not helping them. Uh, they can't go back to school for it, really. They need an advisor to do it. And certainly, Social Security Administration, they're, legally, they're not allowed to help them and tell them what to do. They can quote what their benefit's going to be, and, and, and um, really let you do that that way. So from a standpoint of if you are an advisor looking to do this, I would really try and find a way to implement it and to do Social Security workshops to start with. Uh, it's a cost-effective way of getting in front of people and also being able to share your knowledge out in the community and really promote your firm. So that's really where I would start. It's where we started with our company. And I think it's very, a very, very effective way of doing this. And then you can kind of merge into doing some things with your clients. If you have a, a big client base, you may want to start and do, do a workshop for your clients first, uh, just to practice the, the subject matter, and then go out to the public afterward. And then, um, I'm sure Jason would have some ideas on how to get, and I could also help with getting into college classes in the future for people. Uh, but it, it's all about setting up a marketing plan and a budget and what you can do. Yeah, and Don, I mean, this is obviously, this is one of the things that Clarity to Prosperity helps advisors do if they want to implement Social Security consulting and marketing. And from A to C, the education, the setting up the workshops, the PowerPoint decks, the software, the everything, um, and filling in all the gaps of how to set appointments, you know, how to make the pivot uh, into a financial planning discussion, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the one thing I want to ask you about, so if they want to learn more, absolutely give us a call, and that's something that we can help you, potentially help you with. But the one last thing I want to ask you about, Don, is um, what would you, uh, you know, right now, I mean, you know, I've heard some advisors say, well, hey, file and suspend's going away. It's the most popular strategy. They really just have restricted application left, and that's, you know, for a window of uh, basically they have to be 62 by the year, uh, by, had to be 62 by the end of 2015 in order to be able to take advantage of that once they turn 66. But, I mean, you know, is it really worth, spending the time, effort, and money now that file and suspend has gone away and they're pulling other benefits. Is it worth doing? Well, I guess you have to ask yourself the question, 
do you want to meet more people in your community and do you want to grow your practice? Because th there's very few things in this country where everyone has to do it and Social Security is one of those and it just happens that they have to do it right when they're making the decision to retire which is the optimal time for you to talk to them about being their financial advisor and help them at that point. So I think it, it's still and, and probably will increase uh, in, in popularity because people are just so much more confused. The idea of things being taken away, uh, maybe there's a planning strategy taken away, but these folks have to understand incomes being taken away from them. They, we're going to need to stretch every dollar that they have a little bit further in order to make them have the right income in retirement. And in order to do that, they really need to know what their strategies are now because there's fewer than ever. So that's the way I approach it. And you know what? I just had my most successful uh, class, and it was after they changed, changed the rules. So changing these rules like we're mentioning, really has made people even more aware of the fact that they need to plan. So good luck to everybody, and I hope you can embrace this in your practice. Thank you so much for joining us, Dan. I appreciate all the extremely valuable information. And again, if anybody uh, is interested in learning more of how to implement this in their business, please feel free to reach out to us and uh, we can have a discussion and see if there's some way we might be of assistance. The Take Action podcast series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit claritytoprosperity.com.